Welcome to Shields on Hoops podcast. Hopefully your favorite Syracuse basketball-related podcast and one of your go-tos. Today, we are going to dive into a look at Cornell. I'm going to act like the Monmouth game never happened, and I am going to um, look at what the Big Red offers. So not, not on purpose about Monmouth, just been busy, um, and I actually was in Cary for the national championship game for men's soccer, which was an awesome experience to watch Syracuse get a national championship. So uh, I, I got in my car and drove back. It was like a good three, four-hour drive to get back to where I am. I'm stationed in Virginia and was looking on Twitter and responded to a couple of tweets about the basketball team and the Monmouth game and was checking the stats. And then I was like, nope, not doing this. I'm going to just enjoy this ride home, put on a podcast, and uh, just relish in this national championship victory, and I did. Uh, and I didn't even watch the Monmouth film, so I know that's you know a cardinal sin for somebody who was covering Syracuse, but um, I just decided to prioritize for my mental health. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Cornell. So Cornell, first off, guys, I hate to break it to you, but Cornell's good. Okay, Cornell's good. They... Um, as is, is documented, um, they're seven and two. Now they got two wins against D three schools or D two D three schools that aren't very good. Um, they got five wins that aren't against great teams. You know, one nineties, two hundreds, like that. However, their two losses have been to Boston College by two points and by, at Miami by two points. They lost to Miami by two in a one hundred and seven to one hundred five game. Miami needed Isaiah Wong to score like thirty five points or so. Uh, to win, and yeah, they can play. They're very good, uh, especially on the offensive end. And here, look, here's what I'm going to say, and I hate to say it, but this game has a lot of Colgate-type vibes to me. There have been times when I was writing my uh, the, the post up or talking about it that I've, I've said Colgate instead of Cornell. So uh, that's, the, that's, that's the vibe that I'm getting. Uh, like, think about these things, okay? So Cornell's lost to Syracuse 41 times in a row. Um, they've had 10 days to prep for the zone. It's like a bye week. Um, they sub a lot. They press all game. They shoot a lot of threes. And, and to be truthful with you, I really, really enjoy watching them play. Um, I've watched a couple clips here and there of them, um, like extended clips, and they're fun to watch. They're very fun to watch. It's a, it's a fun brand of basketball. They share it. They shoot it well. They defend, um, they get, they pressure. So they do Cornell things, right? Like they space, they drive and kick, they run back, they go back door. Um, lately they've picked up their pace a lot, which makes them even, even more fun to watch. So yeah, enjoyable team to watch that I'll probably watch. It. You know, if I'm scrolling through ESPN on a random night and there's like a Cornell game, I'll probably watch it. Um, okay, so let's look at some basics here. These are based on Thursday night stats, by the way, so they could be a little bit different. Not a lot of teams are playing right now just because Christmas is coming up and exams are going on. Syracuse 81 on Ken Palm, Cornell 168. Ken Palm has Syracuse with an 80-70 to 70 win. 82% chance for a Syracuse win based on Ken Palm, which seems, which seems very generous to me. Uh, this is the 126th matchup between the schools. The Orange lead at 95-31, and like I said, they've won 41 in a row. Uh, they beat Cornell 80-68 in the Dome uh, last December. 
Buddy had 22, Cole had 21, and Jimmy had 16. After this, the Orange host Pittsburgh on the 20th. Then they'll have 11 days off um, before they host Boston College for a New Year's Eve hoops showdown. Okay, so Cornell. Um, and again, when we, look at, when we look at Cornell and their statistics, you have to be um, objective. Okay, They have a couple of wins against teams that aren't very good. That's fine. Uh, Monmouth being one of them. Uh, but we're going to look at the numbers anyway because they do have those two ACC games mixed in. And with Ken Palm, Ken Palm doesn't count non-D1 games. So these are the, their five D1 wins and their two D1 losses. They um, have wins against 191 Delaware, solid, 277 Canisius, 300 Lafayette, 327 Monmouth, 343 St. Francis, Pennsylvania, and then SUNY Delhi, Delhi Dot, whatever, and Ithaca. So not a signature win yet. Losses to 42 Miami and 169 B.C. They are third in the country at two-point percentage. That has a lot to do with the fact that they get to the rim. They are scrappy. They get putbacks. They press, so they get some steals now and then, and they push in transition. They're fifth in the country in average offensive possession length, so they're, they have quick possessions. Seventh in effective field goal percentage. Tenth in steal percentage. They force a lot of steals. Sixteenth in assist to field goals made ratio, uh, so they share it. Seventeenth in three-point attempts to field goal attempt ratio, so they chuck it from three. 18th in free throw attempts. They get to the line a lot. They don't shoot well from the line, but they get there a lot. 27th in tempo. 27th in three-pointer point distribution. Means they, a lot of their points come from three. 60th in defensive turnover percentage, so forcing a lot. And then 79th in offensive turnover percentage. It's not super high, but they do take care of the ball at a decent clip. What they're not so solid at, um, they're... 266th in defensive efficiency, which is pretty low, especially for a team that's potentially a tournament team. Uh, then again, Monmouth was in the 300s as well, and you just never know what's going to happen. Not that Syracuse didn't, not that Monmouth's defense was great against Syracuse. I guess the main issue against Monmouth, from what I've gathered, was, was stopping them, which is incredible to say out loud. Uh, 252nd in defensive effective field goal percentage. 318th in preventing offensive rebounds, so they give up a lot of those. That's a good thing for guys like Jesse and Benny and whoever is the starting forward tonight or tomorrow. Offensive field, free throw attempts to field goal um, attempts. They send teams to the line a lot, um, but they don't shoot well from the line themselves. They're like one of the lowest teams in the country with uh, the points they get from free throws, which is interesting because they shoot so many twos at such a high clip. You'd imagine they'd be getting fouled a little bit more. So, All right, some compare and contrast stats, some stats to kind of keep an eye on. Again, quick possessions for Cornell, fifth in the country. 341st Syracuse enforcing long defensive possessions. Uh, Cornell averages 14.7 seconds a, pos- a possession. Syracuse defensive possessions are typically 18.5 seconds. That doesn't sound like much, but it is. Syracuse keeps teams off the line, right? They're 48th in the country. Pretty solid stat. That's a good stat to have in your pocket. And Cornell does not get there very much. So typically, the Orange keep teams off, and Cornell doesn't go there often. That's a good thing. That makes me feel good about Jesse, Okay. Uh, Syracuse does have a solid two-point defense, 75th right now. 
Teams only shoot 46.5% from two against Syracuse. A lot of that is because I think they run teams off the line, so they shoot more mid-range shots than usual. Cornell, however, is third in the country at two-point percentage at 61.8. So the Orange are defending 46.5% from two. Cornell is shooting 61.8. Something obviously has to give. Uh, this is, and here's, here's one of the stats that worries me. You know, Cornell is already firing away from three. Okay? Not playing teams that play zone. Um, they're already like chucking it. They're 17th in the country in that. They don't shoot it super well, 34.6, which, you know, I, I, typically teams, if you, typically if you're a shooter and you're shooting 33.3% and we're talking analytics, um, you want to, one point per shot is a great goal. So if you're shooting above 33.3, that's where you need to be. They're at 34.6 as a team. So you know, if they're already shooting at that level, as far as like attempts goes, that they're going to be flying on Saturday. That worries me because, you know, teams get hot, bad things happen. Syracuse is closing in right now, though, however, on having a top 50 offense, or 57 right now, which is pretty, pretty impressive. Um, Cornell's defense is 266. So I think this really has a potential. I know my, my prediction is, not, is, is going to be in the 70s, but this has potential to be one of those games where the scoring is really high. Syracuse takes good care of the ball, 42nd best. It's a testament to Judah and Joe. Cornell is 60th in the country, though, at forcing turnovers. Cornell will be pressing almost the entire game. Um, some man-to-man, some zone press, um, some run and jump, but they will be pressure, pressuring for most of the game because they just rotate guys in and out. Like Sometimes they sub in three, four, or five at a time. Syracuse is not a great offensive rebounding team, 105th in the country, but... Cornell's been pretty poor at keeping teams off the glass. They're 318th. Excuse the sniffling, guys. Sorry. Um, all right, so key personnel and stats for Colgate. Uh, they're led by, I think, Chris Mannon is their best player. Um, he is tough. Um, averages 10 a game, three re- rebounds, three assists. He's the most ACC-type player they have. Uh, they're just all around solid though. I mean, on my sheet, I always keep guys, I, I list guys that play 10 plus minutes a game and they have um, 10 of them. They got 10 guys, sorry, nine guys playing 10 plus minutes a game, which is, which is that's pretty awesome. Um, three guys in double figures, Dolan, Nazir Williams, and Manon. One guy averaging 5.4 rebounds, that's Sean Hansen. He's tough on the board. He's, he's a banger. He's not afraid of contact. I like him a lot, actually. Um, these guys aren't really, they don't play scared at all, which not that they should, not that that should be expected, but um, I always love looking at the little guys that play hard and just don't care. Three-point percentage shooters. Dolan, 58.8. He's a, he's a stud too, very efficient offensively. He's 20 for 34 from three. Whew. Uh, Williams, 38.1%. Boothby, 32.8. Hanson, 33.3. Remember, the magic number is 33.3. Uh, Watson, 50%. He's a, he's a, I think a community college or a JUCO guy from Utah. He can stroke it. 17 for 34 on the year. Shooting it at a nice, nice clip. So they got some guys that can shoot that thing for real. They got a couple guys who are good offensive rebounders. Hanson's tough on the glass. Um, Manning gets a ton of steals. So they got guys that are like doing things on national levels. Again, schedule not that great, but they're doing guys. They have guys who are putting up some solid numbers all around. Some stat breakdown stuff, um, and again, 
I keep mentioning the schedule because it is a little warped due to the fact of who they have played. But the bottom line is when they're producing. I don't think that Syracuse puts up these numbers with Cornell's schedule. I just don't think they do. Uh, you know, they're 1.02 points per possession versus Syracuse's 0.94. Cornell, 1.18 per, per shot attempt. Syracuse, 1.02. Points per two shot attempt, 1.25 points every time they shoot a two. Syracuse, 1.03. Every time they shoot a three, 1.11 points. Syracuse, 0.97. Oh, you guys look at those on the on the on the um, newsletter. All right, some good news for Syracuse, right? So, this should not be a game where Cornell sneaks up on the Orange. Okay, now Syracuse is coming off a bad showing against Monmouth. They've lost a home to Colgate. They've lost a home to Bryant. They know Cornell's good because they've taken two ACC teams to the wire that Syracuse should very well lose to. This should ensure that Syracuse is in a mental spot where they are prepared for a game. This, this is a big game. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care about rankings. I don't care about all that, like it being, oh, we beat them 41 straight. It doesn't matter, right? This is a big game. Um, Colgate needs a signature win, which I guess we would count. It would be their best win by, by far. Syracuse, we're talking about a team. This is a team that could win their conference. Okay, or they're at least contending in their conference. This is a good mid-major, low-mid-major win. So um, it's a big, important game. It's a Saturday game. It's 3 o'clock. Um, I think that this is an underrated game on the national scale. Um, I know in our little world, obviously, it's important to us. But I do think this is, a, this, is a, this is an interesting matchup. Another piece of good news is that offensive rebounding is not a Cornell strength. That doesn't seem to matter uh, a lot sometimes. It seems that teams get those rebounds anyway, but hopefully the damage will be a little more minimal. Um, and we have Judah and Jesse. All right, Cornell struggled with uh, Isaiah Wong of Miami. Uh, he put up like 35, 36, 37 or something like that. Um, I think Judah can punish the Cornell pressure in the same kind of way um, that Wong did. Um, Wong created a bunch of his shots off three and step back, so he played. He, he was nasty. That he was tough. Um, that game, Judah can't do that obviously, but I do think he can get to the rim. Also, we have Jesse Edwards. They don't have a ton of size. They got some bulk, like some bulky kind of guys who are physical, but I don't know they have the size to really handle Jesse. Uh, so those are two key positions that Syracuse has that gives them an advantage in a game like this. So hopefully, um, those things work out nicely for the Orange. Bad news for Syracuse. Uh, again, 10 days of prep for Cornell. 10 days of prep. Uh, a couple of reasons this is not ideal. Okay, One, rested, healthy. A lot of time to watch film. A lot of time to get, you know, recentered. Two, Cornell is already familiar with how Syracuse plays. They're already familiar with that. Three, all right, they get that time to prep for the zone. Okay, I mean, if, if, if I can get on Twitter and clip some things and be like, oh, here's issues with the zone, here's the, what do you think another D1 coach can do with 10 days? Okay, so they're going to be ready. They're going to have a very specific game plan. They're always well coached, as we're all aware. And there will be a very strategic approach to the zone. It will not be random. Okay, they, they, will, be, they will be trying some things. And hopefully Syracuse has some curveballs. 
or some wrinkles to throw Cornell's way as well. Like I said earlier, Cornell is a highly efficient team. They shoot it great from two. They're going to score, right? Cornell is going to score. And I think Syracuse is going to score too, which is why I think this can be a really entertaining and fun game. Cornell has already proven they can compete in ACC games. Again, Boston's not great, but going down to Miami and losing 107 to 105, it's a loss, but man, that is a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a statement type game result. So they're not going to be scared. They're not going to be worried about Syracuse. Again, there's already familiarity, and they've already been in environments. Uh, burning questions for me, and I, I'm interested to see how Syracuse just comes into this game mentally. Like, what is the mentality? Okay, so um, again, you just had a rough night against Monmouth. Things didn't go super great. Bayheim's thrown around like rotation changes, and there's a lot of speculation, kind of. But you know, my main thing is how do you respond after after that after that game, and how do you respond knowing another tough mid-major, low mid-major school is coming into your building? Okay, we saw Colgate again. I'm sorry for I keep mentioning this. We saw Colgate, we saw Bryant, which I don't even know if I count Bryant that much anymore. It counts obviously, but that was just such a weird game. Didn't have Judah, didn't have Benny. I mean. And still should have won, right? And then Justin Taylor went off. Just a weird game. But anyway, Bryant beat Syracuse on their home floor. Colgate beat Syracuse on their home floor. So Cornell, I mean, why, why would Cornell think they, they, they can't do the same? So I'm interested to see the Syracuse mentality. How many threes will Cornell shoot tonight or today? I, I imagine they're going to fire away, like fire, fire away. And does the lineup change? That's the big question, right? Does the lineup change? Maybe it does and, and um by the time you read this, we know what it is. But will the lineup change? A Syracuse win brings the win streak to five games, which is awesome. Which is what we said had to happen. I think they have to. I think Syracuse needs to extend it to an eight-game win streak to have a chance in the ACC as far as you know bubble time. But um, again, after this, we've got uh, Pitt, BC, and Louisville. Three absolute must-wins in the ACC in ACC play. Uh, and if they lose. Again, it depends how they lose. I, I, I don't think I'd particularly particularly be surprised if Syracuse drops this game. Um, they should win it. But, but, I mean, Cornell has the opportunity to win this game. It's, it's a winnable game for Cornell. It absolutely 100% is. And it, it's also a winnable game for Syracuse. So um, the Orange have done enough damage to their NCAA resume, as I've stated before, ad nauseum. This would only make things worse and make it next to impossible for Syracuse to get in unless they really, really, really made a heck of a run, which, again, if you're losing to Cornell at home, can you really do that? Yes, Cornell is good, but if you're losing to Cornell at home, can you really, do you really have the guys who can make that type of run? I don't know. We'll find out. My prediction, though, I've got Syracuse 79-73. Too much Jesse. Judah does a good job with the pressure. Uh, we have a couple guys step up and hit some threes. Um, and the orange comes away with a nice Saturday win. And then we are a hundred percent into the ACC thick of things. And I'm going to be posting a breakdown of the schedule. And when you guys take a look at the January schedule, you're going to be like, woof. Okay. It's about to get real and real fast. All right. That's it for me guys. Again, I apologize for the, for the stuffy voice and the stuffy nose. You can find me on Twitter, shields on hoops, uh, 
podcast anywhere you play podcast. I've also got a video thread on Cornell coming out here in a little bit that'll be on the post. So if you want to check that out, by all means, check that out too so you can get a kind of a visual idea of what they do. But that's it for me. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day um, and hope that we get to celebrate a nice Saturday out late afternoon win uh, for the Orange over the Cornell Big Red. That's it for me. Shields on Hoops. I'm out of here. Have a great one, guys. Adios.